Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 59. It's Monday night, March 29th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for listening. Short, short, cigarette. Getting high in the morning. Buying things off the internet. with us tonight on the phone i guess virtually here on the computer is uh bo brady hey what's up what up bo also in studio is our regular guest brian clark what's going on what up brian yo sports On tonight's show, we've got NBA trades, the New Orleans Pelicans, Denver Nuggets. We'll talk a little Grizzlies. House of Hoops can be found on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us on the house line at 901-365-75 anytime. Leave a message. You get three minutes or less. We hope you enjoy tonight. Bo, what's going on, man? How's your week been? Week's been pretty good. The uh, girls are going back to school tomorrow, so I'm happy about that. And they're happy as well. Good. They're finished their quarantine for their fake fake exposure. <laughs> now you got to take it seriously, Bo. Well, I understand that, but if they both had masks on, if, even if it was a cumulative 15 minutes in a closed space on the school bus, masks does not mean exposure. Brian, what were we talking about earlier this week? It's like if you end up with COVID, these situations like Bo's in right now, eventually it's just going to be like, hey, you've got COVID. Okay, you have to go home. It's like a, you just got sick. Like everything can't just keep shutting down around it, right? Yeah, we were, we were discussing um, like at the restaurant, eventually there'll be a point where enough people who want the vaccine will be vaccinated. Everyone who wants the vaccine at some point, hopefully soon, we'll be vaccinated. Right. And so, yeah, there's not going to be any, like, shutting stuff down. And I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's different with, with kids, mm. um, with children. But, yeah, in a workplace environment, I think it's just going to be 
eventually it's just going to be your problem. Yeah. Like, like, hope you're not scared of COVID. If you are, you should get vaccinated. Right. Right. Or like, why, why are you like, I'm very disappointed in you that you are not vaccinated that you've got COVID now, you know, as you guys in management positions in restaurants, if we're six months away, six months out from here and you have an employee that's 22 years old, that's eligible for the vaccine and shows up sicker than hell with COVID. It's just Adam, especially if it's like the third time or something, you know, like the third time this, like he's had contact, he's sick and he's been in contact. Like how often are you going to continue to just lose, lose productivity and, profits yeah, yeah at some point covid contact's not going to be a good excuse to not come into work <laughs> right because you guys are right we've been wearing masks and you're vaccinated so you're good and then this guy's out you know yeah it's going to be on them at some point well we'll see how long it takes i yeah, guess that, that's an interesting tangent on where we're going with covid i imagine these things are going to be heavily viewed by politicians and health departments as like percentages of vaccinations so Mm -hmm. if your city has certain percentage of vaccinations like the rules are going to change i assume that's what they're looking at yeah how many people are vaccinated okay well we can do this now and we can do this Mm -hmm. i would assume well kids kids still make up a healthy percentage of the population and they're not going to get vaccinated uh, until Mm -hmm. the trials the johnson johnson trials going on for newborns I believe, or maybe it's six months and older and, you know, not until they get that approved for kids, we'll still be kind of doing the hammer and the dance basically. Like, you know, we we can dance right now. Everything's good. I hope we got to drop the hammer and tighten things up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So your kids are back in school. That's good. Anything else? Yeah. Going on. I started the Bob Mould book. He's, he's the lead, one of the head lead guys from Husker do the punk rock band. He, he wrote a book in 2011. So I started that. It's pretty good. And he went to college just down the street from where, where we live at McAllister college and lived in Minneapolis for all his Husker do years. So it, I felt like it was a, a book that I should, should check out. And it's, it's really good so far. All right. Reading. Bo, have you no, read, it, uh, it, have no, you... it's, it's an audio book. Oh. Let's get real. <laughs> Have you read or listened to Our Band Could Be Your Life? No. Uh, that's that's really good. Um, okay. There's a chapter on, on Husker Du in it. A lot of a lot of indie bands, punk bands from the eighties and nineties. Um, I think you'd be into it. Uh, Michael I'm gonna I'm gonna mispronounce his last name. Michael Michael Azarad Okay wrote the book. But yeah, you should check it out. I've got a I've got a copy if you're ever in Memphis I can loan it to you. I don't think I, it has got to be audio for oh, me in yeah, my yeah, current you'll, life. You'll listen to it, yeah. yeah. Well, you should listen hey, to I that. I think you'd like it. Uh, it's like a uh, Black Flag, Husker Du, Replacements, hmm. Sonic Youth. Yeah, that sounds good. Another, you know, I could listen to that. You could, yeah. You could read it too if you want. I could, I could loan it to you, Jeff. <laughs> but no, I got, I got a book right now. It's the same one I had in uh, for my New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> What book is that? Um, it was the I had a couple. There was one called Zen Golf. I'm probably going to read it in the next couple of weeks here. <laughs> sure. I've got a plan. I'm saving I thought it. you were going to thought you were going to say I'm finally going to read Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> nah. Nah. 
So you're saying you don't have just hours and hours of time to sit around and read books, Bo? Not like Brian does. <laughs> Brian Brian comes home to a quiet house. Right. Oh, I'm going to put my feet up and not be disturbed. Maybe read a book. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speaking of Brian, let's see. What have you been up to this week, man? Uh, not not finishing the book I've been reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything uh, anything good? Just working, watching the NCAA tournament. Watch the Tigers win the NIT. Yeah, on Sunday. Go Tigers! Uh, that was fun. If you're gonna if you're gonna play in it, you should win it. You might as well. Um, enjoying a week, uh, celebrating a week from uh, my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. Oh, you're almost there. Almost oh. there. I don't know, man. I think I'm. I think I'm pretty good. You know, you, you read about it, and they you you read that you know after the first dose, you're you're pretty good. And uh, yeah, I think I think you're after a week after your second, you're probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They say your vulnerability just drops. Yeah, like the the first dose is like short term. You're pretty good, and then the booster is for for long term. Yeah. Okay. So as I was scheduled off work Friday night, and we decided to go out, me and the wife. Went to Overton Square, which is an entertainment district here in Memphis. And uh, it was a madhouse. <laughs> I mean, it was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got down there. We were like, well, there's no there's no easing back into, like, you know, post-COVID life. Like, we're just smack in the middle of it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, everybody there was vaccinated. <laughs> Strongly doubt it. Yeah, dude. People are just taking advantage of things kind of opening back up i yeah. think the fear and the pandemic fatigue people are just like going for it hey grizzlies just beat the rockets game over 120 120 oh i'm gonna get the podcast shut down it was <laughs> a little close it was close at the beginning of the third i missed the whole fourth quarter because we were kind of getting ready here but it was close at the end of the third. They pulled it out. Good. They were supposed to beat Houston. It's like Kelly Olenek versus the Grizzlies. I know. It's so crazy. He's on the team. Then DeAnthony Melton on my fantasy bench went nuts. On your fantasy bench. It doesn't matter. My whole team's on the bench now. Apparently, we had a bunch of tuna threes. <laughs> He's been stroking it lately. He's been good. He is good. He's been good. 23 tonight. 23 points. That's a good, like, for a guy that gets, like, 25 minutes usually. Yeah. They got to play him. It's pretty good. They got to. Yeah, he's like Tony Allen. You just have to have him out there. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to have time to settle in and get his opportunities, huh? He just he just messes with everything. Yeah. You love it. He's the big helper, man. He's the tuna melt. Dude, just tuna. <laughs> you can serve it on toast, serve it on crackers. Fucking tuna helper, man. Fucking eat it straight out of the can. <laughs> just add tuna. <laughs> uh, what else, Brian? Anything else? How was your night out? I mean, did you have a good time? Or did the yeah, anxiety take over? What happened? No, I mean, I you know, I felt fine. Um, my wife is a little more nervous about it than I am. We've done patio dining here and there. Well, we, she's not around like hundreds of people every day like you are either. Yeah, I'm kind of desensitized to it because I'm around people like, yeah. all day. All day, every hundreds day. Hundreds of different people, you know. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a little, I mean, desensitized is the best way to put it, you know. I figure if I was going to, walking around wearing a mask, if I was going to catch it, I would have caught it by now. 
but yeah, we walked around uh, with no masks on. Of course, still followed the restaurant protocol, you know, because I'm not a fucking asshole. <laughs> right. Uh, you walk into a restaurant, <laughs> you put the mask on before you walk in the door. Right. Uh, when you get up to leave, you put it on and wear it until you're out the door. <laughs> At least. And yeah, I mean, away from the entrance, you know, away from people. This is supposed to be the bare minimum. Yeah, right, right, (laughs) right. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, definitely saw people not doing that, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, even even being fully vaccinated, I don't don't mind. At this point, it's kind of playing along, but I don't mind doing that because running a business, you know. Well, you got a lot of people out. In Overton Square. So on one side, you've got kind of some COVID chaos. On the other side, you have businesses that are getting business Mm -hmm. and thriving. We know tons of people that work in restaurant industry. And a lot of those people are under hard times right now and have lost jobs. So you, it's like like you and me. For me, I'm torn. Yeah. I'm like, shit. Like, what's the best way? Like, all right. I think the best thing is people just get vaccinated i agree it seems to me yeah i stopped by we have a location over in square and i stopped by to, to get a to-go beer while we were waiting on our table at the restaurant we were eating mm-hmm. at and uh they were covered up pretty good i mean they just you know like any other restaurant they're they're looking for staff right now every restaurant i mean i can speak for every every restaurant in our city is hiring right now right they need to add to their staff i see the signs driving around and yeah, business, you could tell uh, business is picking back up. There had, I mean, yeah, and our, our location there has, has probably been the one that's been hurting the most through the pandemic. I know they're happy for the business, but you could tell they were a little frustrated just from being understaffed. You know, yeah, everybody's trying to be multiple places at once. Probably, yeah, tough. But it's good. I feel like we're we're slowly. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, we're slowly coming out of this thing. Very good. Very good. So you had a good time. I did. Good. Where'd you guys eat? I got to hear it. We ate at the second line, um, mm. which is a sister restaurant of Restaurant Iris, uh, one of yep. one of our favorite restaurants in the city. The second line is kind of their casual concept. Uh, you know, seafood dishes, po' boys. Always yeah, good. Yeah, we've been, been there. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Never never had a bad meal there. Nah. They were doing, uh, pre-COVID, they were doing like a, steak night or something that sunday steak night was incredible <laughs> yeah, that shit was so good <laughs> it's a good spot yeah you paid like 25 bucks or something you got like a steak a salad a baked potato yeah that was a good little deal there pretty pretty good size steak too yeah yeah i think it was ribeye i think it was ribeye yeah and i mean they did you know it's not just a piece of meat on the plate you know they they put some like fancy butter on there and <laughs> season it up real nice they had fancy butter maybe a little <laughs> Maybe a little ketchup for it if you asked nicely. <laughs> I don't think there's ketchup in there. Some some A one. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, I played Bo in fantasy basketball this week. How'd that go, Bo? No, uh, well, once Shea went out, it was over. Lights out. Yeah, I lost Horford this week. It's like a major buzzkill, a triple double threat. You know. That that sucks. How did it I go though? Feel I really mean, bad for you. Who won? You you won. I set my lineups, but beyond that, that's about as much effort as I put into it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm gonna make the playoffs. I don't think I'm going to first time, long time. 
<laughs> It'll come back next year. It was a weird year. I drafted weird. I drafted a bunch of young people. Yeah, you did weird things. You went full. Rebuild. You went full Orlando Magic on it. <laughs> <laughs> I went full OKC. I had drafted Lucas, whatever, Dort, and then I put Shea as my like second pick. Yeah. Christian Wood, Shea. Maybe Shea was my first pick. I, I don't know. It didn't matter. I think he was like one of your pretty high dollar picks. It doesn't matter. I won. I, I, I drafted that center from uh, Thomas Bryant from Washington. That worked out for me beautifully. Oh, man, he would have been good for you. He'll be back next year. Yeah, OG has been out for a long time. I've, my team was good. Colin Sext, Sexland. Mm. Yeah, oh. you'll get some points from him. I got Rudy Gay on my team and Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. What a golden opportunity I missed. For a name. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are bummed about losing Horford and Shea, yeah. uh, I have three Oklahoma City Thunder starters <laughs> right now. <laughs> and, um, I guess the trade deadlines are yep. can't even. Trade deadlines passed. Yeah. There were no deals in the well, league. They'll be on waivers soon. So I think I sent a trade. I probably sent out like 50 trades and got nothing. All I got back was like some bullshit counters. Our league is full of assholes. <laughs> uh, let's see what else happened. Is uh, Mark looking at you, Oscar? Huh? We're looking at you, Oscar. Oh, <laughs> Oscar. It's yeah, it was a hundred percent. Like probably eighty percent Oscar trades. I don't know who he is, but he's a son of a bitch. Yeah, where did you find that guy, Oscar G? I don't remember. He probably just joined when we needed to fill a gap. He's hung around. Yeah. We've I feel like we've watched him grow up. I think he was like eight. I'm just basing this on his <laughs> actions in the league. I think he was an eight year old when he joined and now like he's probably like a teenager now. I think you're right. <laughs> you think he's is he friends with Mexican, you think? It's the same person. Oh, are they the same person? That's, that's, that's the same guy. That's, that's, oh, that's who we're talking about. Okay, that's, who, that's him. <laughs> it's funny that you put that together, though. You're like, <laughs> oh, yeah. The behavioral patterns. <laughs> Is this the first year he didn't draft Dwight Howard? <laughs> he probably should have. It's Dwight's <laughs> best this, season. This is the year. <laughs> should have hung out. <laughs> <laughs> should have kept on it. Let's see what else happened this week. I don't know. My girlfriend went to the casinos last night, came home pretty late, gave me a bunch of money when she got home. So that's cool. Got a fucking handful of cash just for existing. That's pretty nice. Not much else to report on my end. I don't know. Been hanging out, staying busy. Let's see what's going on this week. What happened this week in the NBA? This week was the trade deadline. This is a big thing that happened in the NBA, in this silly NBA basketball league. It's hard to take this stuff seriously sometimes. It's kind of amazing how much money is involved in this like crazy league with all this crazy stuff that goes on and all these rules. It's funny, you know? Like I don't think it was meant to be this when it was established back in the 40s or whatever. 
Like the league has evolved so much, but they still allow like the they still have this lottery thing and trades, like all this silly shit that goes on. It's almost like you don't want to take it too seriously, the league. But then you look at how much money is involved and it's kind of crazy how serious this whole thing has turned into. The league has to be worth like a hundred billion dollars. This multi billion dollar thing has something called the draft lottery where the future of people's lives are decided by ping pong balls bouncing around. I'm sure it was a great funny idea when they thought of it, the lottery, but now hundreds of millions of dollars are involved with ping pong balls. Anyway, y'all want to start with the trade deadline deals? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the fucking trade deadline deals. There were like 16 trades. The final tally on NBA trade deadline day deals was 16 trades, 23 teams, 46 rostered players. That's the most in each category in the past 35 years on deadline day. So I guess we need to kind of piece it all together and look at the new rosters it's a lot to take in and most of this has already been talked about or whatever you know this happened thursday last week right most of these deals are last minute trades for teams hoping to get in or make a playoff run but let's start with you what was like the most interesting or impactful deal that you saw i thought that the vucevic's to Chicago. I felt like you know Chicago they're not going to beat the Bucks. They probably won't beat the Sixers, but you know crazier things have happened. But they wanted they want to make the playoffs, they want to be competitive. I mean it's different to look at it from a Memphis Memphis perspective and say, well let's let's make the second round, but Chicago's been Chicago would love to make the second round at this point. So the and Vooch yeah, Vooch is really good. So the Bulls got Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu from the Magic for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, and two of Chicago's first-round draft picks. I think it's 2021 and 2023, one through four protected. So you think, well, Vucevic, I mean, it was a sell-high for Orlando. He's at the peak of his career. He's never been better. Zach Levine, Vucevic, you like it? Yeah, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, can they beat Philly? That's what you were saying. Like, I don't know. I doubt they'll beat Philly, but could they take Philly to six games? Maybe. Could they take the Bucks to five games? Probably. I love this trade for Chicago. It's a win now move. The rebuilding is over. It's time to start focusing on winning. Yeah, and wouldn't Minnesota like to have Zach Levine right now? Definitely. It was weird. I thought it was weird that they gave him up. Zach, I looked well, like, at Zach Levine like a franchise cornerstone at one point when he was winning those dunk contests and shit. Yeah. Yeah, he was at the very least extremely marketable, you know. Mm -hmm. Chicago, I cannot consider them a team outside looking in after this deal. 
I think they're at least a play-in team. Probably a playoff team. Oh, easily a play play-in team. I mean, I'd say most certainly they're a playoff team now. Right. Vucevic is good. I think I like this deal for both teams. Orlando gets to kind of start from scratch, even though they never really got over the hump with their last rebuild. Yeah, they get to kind of clean the slate a little bit. I like that deal. That was a good one, Bo. Anything else? There's a there's a whole mess of other ones we yeah, can get into. Yeah, there's a ton of them. There's, there's probably like three or four that are pretty important. The one that was kind of a little bit surprising to me was the Rondo for Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. I think was Zach Lowe's podcast. He was saying that you know playoff Rondo is actually a real thing, and playoff Lou really Williams is just not any good. So they just mm. swapped them. Yeah, yeah. The Clippers get Rajon Rondo from the Hawks for Lou Williams from and a second round pick. Atlanta gave him a second. I think two second round picks. Might oh, it's one. two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Lou Williams goes to Atlanta. Insert Magic City joke. They're gonna be popping bottles <laughs> with the sparklers on them. Everybody's got a Magic City joke. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, it's fair. I think the best one was Magic City is gonna retire Lou Williams' jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it would. Well, they probably always were. It's just gets to be. It gets to be a Hawks jersey now. <laughs> Rondo shows up in the playoffs. We saw it last year. He got his bag in Atlanta. <laughs> the Clippers now get their point guard that they needed. Could be a good move there. You never know if he gets used right or gets the minutes that he needs to be productive for the Clippers. You just don't know. But it looks like they got something they wanted there. And what does Atlanta get in that deal? They get off of rondo's three-year bloated contract deal that they probably shouldn't have given him in the first place i feel like the they're the clippers kind of already have a williams i mean they've got reggie jackson so oh hmm. do they do they need two lou williams two reggie jacksons <laughs> two lou's <laughs> yeah no there was all kinds of talk about them going after point guards so it's not a big surprise there was talk about um, Westbrook, right? Isn't that what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last week, Josh broke the news that the Clippers were going after ago. Westbrook. That was two weeks ago. Was it two yeah, weeks I'm ago? S- we just I'm kept still actually trying. <laughs> Josh, I'm still actually adding players to that trade. <laughs> it hasn't quite gotten there yet. Ain't happening. Shout out, Vanelli. Your fucking birthday is over, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I like the... Aaron Gordon trade. The Nuggets got Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark from the Magic for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. I like this trade for Denver. Aaron Gordon fits. A little more firepower, you'd think, for Denver here. Yeah, they've got their four big pieces in place. Denver should be a little better now. Well, and watching the pick game, I watched the Denver broadcast. And Mike Malone, there was a they cut away to a Mike Malone press conference replay. Really exciting stuff during a basketball game, a <laughs> press conference replay. But anyway, they were talking. Mike Malone was talking about getting Aaron Gordon and what what he could bring to the team. And 
he said that he is looking forward to his defensive versatility guarding, you know, threes, fours, and fives, and mm-hmm. that Gordon likes the challenge to guard guys like Giannis and LeBron, which mm-hmm. the Nuggets really haven't had that they, they had Gary Harris pegged as as a perimeter defender, but not a like LeBron defender type. And clearly Eric Aaron Gordon with his dunk contest stuff and he's still young. He's got athleticism to keep up with LeBron and Giannis and those dudes. So we'll see if he can be a role player defender. Yeah, he's kind of a positionless player, I guess. Well, yeah. two through four. Is he an improvement over uh, for them over Jeremy Grant? Is he better? I don't know. I mean, I think that that's kind of what the, the Nuggets have been missing that this right. season. They, they, I think they missed Jeremy Grant more than they thought. Yeah. I think, I, I think mean, they, they made a move a... for him. They they gave him they offered him the same contract Detroit Detroit offered, right? I mean, Jeremy Grant chose to go to Detroit. Yeah, I think he wanted a little more spotlight. Yeah, I think uh, maybe Gordon fits a little bit better with the offense. We'll with see. Taking Jokic lobs and he can hit the three and. We'll, yeah, we'll see exactly. Yeah, Aaron Gordon hitting the three. I'm not sold on that or his free throws, but whatever. <laughs> I've had Aaron Gordon in uh, fantasy basketball before. There it is. <laughs> there, yep, there it goes. <laughs> and I vowed to never have him again. <laughs> not, as, not as huge as fan, but do love the athleticism. And I guess if his defense can get where it's respectable, that's a good deal. I like that though. I mean, I just I feel like it's a good fit. The Nuggets also got JaVale McGee from the Cavs. Oh, that's a buyout thing, wasn't it? Or is it a trade? That was a trade. They had to send picks, a couple second round picks, more firepower for Denver, basically for free. Oh yeah. And uh McGee was was a Denver Nugget. Got a big contract with them. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. Yeah, that's what, when as- I think of JaVale McGee, I think of him as a nugget. Do you? Yeah. Huh. I think of him as a warrior. Eh. Did he get a ring with the oh, yeah. Warriors? Uh-huh. Champion. Champion forever. He's got three rings. Shit. 16-17 Golden State, 17-18 Golden State, and last year with the Lakers. Wow. You know which trade was really weird to me? was the Blazers-Raptors trade. The Blazers got Norman Powell from the Raptors for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. I mean, this one, I haven't looked like at what other people have been saying or anything, but I 100%, like, initial reaction, do not understand this trade for Toronto. Powell has another year on his deal after this one. Player option. He's 27 years old. I just don't get it. Like, why did they let Powell go? The player option. Maybe they thought he was gonna, he's gonna opt out. Maybe the uh, Kyle Lowry deal was still on the table at that point. That's what I'm thinking. And the, and the Raptors thought, well, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna trade Kyle Lowry, so let's just go ahead and you know wipe the slate clean. Yeah, kind get, get a young guy. I, I was kind of getting that feeling, but I don't know, Powell. And then Portland. I mean. I think Powell's better than Gary Trent Jr. I also kind of think Gary Trent Jr. wasn't really working out in Portland. I think there were some issues. 
I've seen some weird body language stuff watching Portland. Like Mello, like taking him aside and talking to him and like patting him on the back and shit. Grabbing him when they're heading to the bench, like Gary Trent's saying things and Mello's like kind of like seemed like a mediator a couple times. I don't know. Powell looks like the better win now player now, I guess. But I don't understand Toronto making that deal. I'm guessing, like you guys, that there were other things in the works that didn't happen. It was just a weird one to me. Let's see. What other one do you want to talk about? Which one do you guys want to talk about? Brian, which one do you want to talk about next? Uh, I want to circle back to the Bulls because when they yeah. traded for Vooch, they weren't done. They pulled a three-team deal um, with the Celtics and the Wizards. Mm-hmm. And the Bulls hauled in uh, Daniel Tice from the Celtics, who I like a lot. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's kind of a do-everything, tough, you know, tough player. I mean, he was starting for the Celtics. Um, mm-hmm. Picked up kind of some potential guys in Javante Green from the Celtics and Troy Brown from the Wizards. Those are guys that I think can be good good bench players in the NBA. They still have to prove it, you know. Javante Green had a spot start for the Celtics when a bunch of guys were hurt and played pretty well. Troy Brown Jr., I think, was he, – he started – he began the season for the Wizards as a starter and just didn't pan out. He just may have a little more work to do. I like Tice on the Bulls. Yeah, Tyson Vooch. Yeah. I mean, they, I think they got tougher down low. They got way better down low. Get big, Chicago. I like it, too. No, having Tice, instead of being a starting center, he's the backup. That's that's really awesome. Yeah. That's a deal I like, too, Brian. I don't like it for the Celtics, who ended up with Luke Cornette and Mo Wagner. What yeah, the I'll, fuck, dude? I haven't looked at the Celtic stuff, but why did they let Tice go? I don't know. Maybe the 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 Mormon Ainge bot is kind of coming unhinged. They need some they need to tune up. That could be another situation where they had another deal in place that that thought was going to happen, and they were kind of lining shit up for that. I don't know. Not a fan of that one for the Celtics. The Bulls, though, I love that. Brian, you're spot on. Bulls got Bulls got way better. Bulls, Bulls, got, Bulls want to improve. They want to win now. They got really good. I like the moves they made. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that one. Let's see. The Mavs got JJ Redick. Yep. They had to give up Wesley Iwandu. Well, they get to have a uh, James Johnson neck tattoo night in New Orleans now. Yeah. All I got out of that deal was that Dallas gets another shooter who wants to win now. A little like Seth Curry replacement. That's all I got out of that one. But yeah, the neck tattoo night, I think that's just a Memphis thing. New Orleans gets pretty wild. <laughs> I think New Orleans is a much like Memphis. They're a city that can get behind James Johnson. Yeah, if he gets off the bench. If he gets off the bench. I'm not sold. Like his money is what's been traded. His salary is what's been traded around. Uh, Evan the, Evan Fournier for the Celtics did not provide immediate results. Oh, yeah, he went straight into protocol, right? Yeah, did he? Yeah, straight into protocol. <laughs> nice. Tonight played thirty three minutes. Oh, a ten from the field. Oh, oh uh, five from three pointer. No, uh, zero points, zero assists. Celtics. <laughs> This is another kind of baffling one because I I, mm-hmm. I think 
Evan Fournier could be a good fit for the Celtics. I, I like Evan Fournier as a player. He's obviously not going to be a first, second option, maybe even third. But they traded two future second-round picks and Jeff Teague. They traded Jeff Teague, who in the last game with the Celtics scored 26 points and had six assists uh, against thought, the Grizzlies. I like, thought he was a good backup. Yeah. I, I, I don't – Weird. I mean, Celtics did, did Andrews think shit. he had – he, did he just feel like he had to make a move? I think he wanted Vooch and Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. Kyle Lowry doesn't make sense really for them unless they were moving Kemba. I believe that the Celtics thought they were going to get size. I think they really wanted Vooch. I guess Fournier gets some more scoring, but is this the best they could do? Is this the best move that the Celtics came up with? <laughs> They're doing weird things, man. Like, where's your Embiid stopper? You're in the East. Or try to stop her. Maybe Bill Simmons' kid is is running the show there for a little <laughs> while. They gave up Tice for Mo Wagner? I mean, that's the thing with Tice is he's not an Embiid stopper, but at least he'll give him some work. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll apply some pressure to him. I mean, he's not, you know, he'll make him work for it a little bit. Yeah, I just don't get it. Boston, I don't get it. I feel like they gave up a lot of toughness in Teague and Tice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, to, I mean, unless you already had the wheels in motion, I mean, I'll give you the numbers again, 26 and 6. <laughs> Gross. This is a guy who does not typically start for you, you know, to be able to plug him in and for him to get those numbers against a, I mean, the Grizzlies aren't great, but they're not tr- total trash on defense. No. I mean, we, well, li- we like Tice. What? No, I was going to say, as far as, Watching, I watching the pick game, and then I watched a little bit of the Dallas New Orleans game this weekend, and you know, seeing Stephen Adams out twice, it makes you appreciate how good Valanciunas is. Mm-hmm. Stephen Adams is a good defender, but he's just offensively just a, a zero. And you look at the centers like Tice or Vucevic. I mean, obviously Vuce is an All Star this year and having a career year, but. Valanciunas is really good. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't the Celtics like to have Valanciunas, for instance? Yeah, or Toronto. I still think Toronto fucked up trading Valanciunas for Marcus Gasol. Oh, they won a title. You can't say that. Yeah, they won a title because they had Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> well, Could right. Have so not you get, done you... that with Valanciunas? Hmm. Oh. I don't know. I think, I think Gasol... Oh, I get it, man, but they're like their future is totally shot now. <laughs> well, they want a title, dude. Yes, 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 yes. But and their future is not shot. I'm just saying, I don't think that they had to trade Valanciunas to do it. Look I don't know. I don't is. know if I'm glad they did. They weren't even starting Valanciunas. They did too. <laughs> they weren't starting him. No, you have to go back and look. But no, they were not starting Valanciunas. He was coming off the bench. He was like playing Lord. 20 minutes a night. Weird. No, you're right, Bo. Weird. But my point is that, you know, Boston, man, they would love to have that guy. What what NBA team would not like to have Valanciunas? And I'm I'm somewhat surprised that the Grizzlies Toronto, I guess. <laughs> yeah, seriously. The Grizzlies didn't cash in on him. I mean, I, I maybe they want to keep him around. Maybe he you yeah. know, I, I'm not in that locker room. I don't know. But maybe he's just the right mix of physicality and leadership and blah 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 all the Toughness. all this 
the right mix of every Jeff Calkins column ever. Mm. Though I do like Calkins. He gives him toughness. Balanceness. He gives us uh, a little bit of uh, kind of like what Zebro brought to Memphis. It's like a little bit of uh, what's the right word? Legitimacy. Just, just kind of like an edge. Solidness. I don't know. Yeah, except Zebo. Zebo's a totally different. Yeah, I'm not comparing them. I'm just saying, like, they're the idea of having like a solid big man gives you like stability. Where you could give the ball, you can give the ball to Valanciunas in the paint, and he's going to do a lot of the same things Zebo would do. You just trust him down there to get the job done. Absolutely. There's one more big one that we got to talk about at least. Jeff, before you start, can I have a beer? What do you want? Surprise me. The other one. What is this? Ah, this is the uh, uh, Distill Wild Sour Series. Limited release Margarita Goza. Is that a seltzer? Oh, it's a beer. It's a beer. It's a beer, Jeff. It's wild sour. It says like lime on it and shit. There's a, there's a local brewery here, uh, Crosstown that does a margarita goza that I really like. Ah. So I saw this one. Kind of built my own six pack. Said, all right, we'll, we'll go with this one. Is it good? We're about to find out. Well, come on now. Drink it or oh, put it's it fantastic. down. It's, it's very, awesome. Very tart. Where do you build your own six pack in your neighborhood? Uh Yorkshire Liquors. Okay, nice. They've got a pretty good selection. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to drink all of it. Can I go back to Jeff Teague for just a minute? You can do whatever you want. Celtics traded Jeff Teague to the Magic with two future second-round picks for Evan Fournier. Mm-hmm. They had to know the Magic were just going to wave Jeff Teague, right? I mean, I guess if you're trading him, you don't care what the other team does with him. Orlando waves Jeff Teague. Then he turns around and signs a contract with the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. So you've now sent <laughs> Jeff Teague mm-hmm. to one of your main competitors in the Eastern Conference. Mm. You think if they end up in the playoffs facing each other, you think Jeff Teague's not going to be fucking ready to go? He, he might be upset about that. Getting traded for Fournier. He's going to be, yeah, staring down the bench like Norman Powell. Did you see that? <laughs> no. Apparently, Norman Norman Powell had a breakaway dunk against uh against the against Toronto last night. That's right. They played like yeah. immediately, and he turns around and stares down the bench. <laughs> Powell does. So I guess in post game they're interviewing Fred Van Vliet. <laughs> he's like, I I didn't trade him, man. I don't know why he's mad at me. <laughs> Why, why is he staring at me? <laughs> I love it. I didn't trade him, man. I didn't do it. That's good. Is that it? On Jeff Teague? That's it. I'm done. I'm done being mad about Jeff Teague. I mean, it's a silly trade. Boston's doing weird shit. Well, Houston's doing weird shit, too. Houston's fucking tankathon. You would think the Celtics would want to get better. Houston doesn't want to get better. Orlando right. doesn't want to get better. That's the weird part is like Boston's a good fucking team. They got 
great players, and it feels like they screwed up. Maybe they know something yeah. I don't. I feel like I don't Boston's know. the one team that, out of all the teams that you would think would want to improve from the trade deadline. Right. But, I mean, Chicago did. Right. Um, the Mavericks weird. did. It's weird. The Clippers did. The Nuggets did. Like, that's what the, the trade did. That's what the trade deadline's for, like, to get better right before the playoffs. Yeah. Like, that's why there's 16 deals that went down. Everybody's trying to get better. And I feel like Boston went backwards. Yeah, the Celtics. And, I mean, you know. It's weird. Maybe the Raptors didn't want to get better. Like I, you know, like we said, maybe maybe there was a Kyle Lowry trade. Maybe they thought that they were going to kind of start wiping it clean. But the Celtics had no excuse. I don't know. We could turn around tomorrow and Fournier could have, you know, 25 points, hit five three-pointers. and I mean, he'll have good games. That's what he does. He four gets, rebounds, six assists, you know. He gets you 20 points a game. They added scoring, but at, to, at what expense? It's what he does. A bunch of these trades are just, like, who cares? Like, uh, Brad Wanamaker, I don't care. George Hill getting traded. Austin Rivers getting traded. He's getting bought out, whatever. No, a lot of these don't really. No, they don't register as like anything to me. But there's one more that we got. We got to get on. It's the Heat. The Heat got Victor Oladipo from the Rockets for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a twenty twenty two first round draft right swap rights. So draft nothing swap rights. Yeah, the Heat got. Oladipo for nothing. It's crazy. I don't know what Olenek's contract is. But Houston will get off that Oladipo, I don't know, money for the rest of the year. It wasn't a surprise to see Houston deal Oladipo to a contender. But the Heat didn't have to give up any of their youth or anything to get him. It's like, what a steal. They gave up nothing. The only guy, like, I feel kind of bad for Olenek. He got screwed getting traded from Miami, a contender, going to Houston. But we saw Olenek play against the Grizzlies tonight. He had a great game. So he's going to be like a big-time player for Houston, I guess. Well, Christian, what was out? Yeah, he's out. But I don't know how, how big of a backseat does Olenek take to Wood, I guess. That's a pretty big one. We'll have to see. He doesn't. He but goes the, from the, being the best player to the worst player. <laughs> What's his contract? Oh, Olenek, pull that up because I want to know. Oh, he is expiring. He had a player option this year. Okay, and he had a five percent trade kicker, apparently. Hmm. So he's a free agent. So he'll go back to Boston. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Teams are going to be looking at him. He's probably going to play out the rest of this season looking for a contract, I would think. Absolutely. A stretch four, he'll be he'll be on a good team next year. Or he'll get a big-ass bag of cash from somebody. From the Sacramento Kings. From somebody bad. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota. Got to hit that cat floor somehow, right? Detroit. <laughs> One of those teams that is bad and probably going to stay bad. Or he'll take less money and go to a contender. Who knows? 
I like uh, I like Oladipo to the Heat a lot. I'm I'm fully on board the Heat train. Yeah. I mean, Pat Riley is going to sell Oladipo. He's going to re-sign in Miami. Oladipo being like a second or third, let's say third option. Yeah. Fourth option. Yeah. It's great. It's good. Not as good as Fournier in Boston. (laughs) No. (laughs) Oladipo, like not having to be the number one guy and being a, yeah, I think it works. But Miami's. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with, I think. There was a lot of movement in the East. Like, the East playing games and, like, the end of the regular season in the East is going to be nuts. Everybody thought Kyle Lowry was going to get traded. That didn't happen. I feel like Miami wanted Kyle Lowry. Apparently, the Lakers and Miami really wanted him. But I'm just guessing that Toronto wanted somebody like Tyler Hero. But who knows? If you're Miami, you got to kind of be thinking, and this is based on speculation, but you got to be thinking, like, how much are you willing to give up for an upcoming free agent? That makes a Lowry deal kind of tough. The fact that Lowry's a rental is a real factor to considerate. 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 Speculate. Speculate. (laughs) Maybe, uh, you know, Maybe it comes down to who they who the Heat thought they had a better chance at re-signing. I mean, I feel like yeah. there's a lot of talk that Kyle Lowry wants to go to Philly. Huh. Maybe Miami thought we have a better chance at selling Oladipo at staying than we do Kyle Lowry. Hmm. And that's why. And, I mean, you know, maybe also they, the Raptors wouldn't budge and they wanted Tyler Hero. I mean, if you'll remember from the podcast <laughs> last week, uh, I reported on the Tyler Hero kiss of death. Pat Riley said that uh, they were not going to trade Tyler Hero. And I said that meant they were <laughs> definitely going to trade Tyler Hero. <laughs> Just not for Kyle Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Heat, you know, <sighs> Pat Riley's always a couple moves ahead of everybody else, I feel like. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if I'm just if I'm just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. Well, how bad do you need Kyle Lowry Maybe. to win? Yeah. Maybe that was plan A. Maybe Oladipo was plan B. Jimmy Butler's fucking point guard half the fucking game anyway. <laughs> I read somewhere, I don't remember where, but apparently the Knicks had strategies for trades and they just didn't work out. I thought it was interesting that they didn't really do anything at all. They made a deal somewhere, but it wasn't like a like a big deal. They didn't make any like wild trades out of panic or like just to do something, which is totally what the Knicks would do. They were disciplined. I thought that was a good move for the Knicks to just kind of keep things intact. I like what the Knicks are doing. I don't think there's one player on that roster that they dislike. I think it's a solid squad. I mean, they shouldn't have traded a bunch of their guys for Bledsoe. Right. <laughs> Orlando ended up with a bunch of picks. Can they draft? That's the big question for Orlando. Probably, probably not. What are they going to do with them? I don't know. That's pretty much all I have. Do you guys have anything you want to add on the trade deadline? No. Brian? I do not. 
Let's keep it going. I kind of want to talk about some follow-ups from last week. Last week I said the Bulls were out of the playoffs. I totally look at them differently now. We kind of went over that a minute ago here, but yeah, definitely getting a playoff spot, at least a play-in game or two. And with the play-in tournament, we've got a little, a couple details because last week I don't think we were super sure about like all the play-in details. So this is as much for you two as it is anyone listening that may not be sure of the details. So first of all, it's a one-year deal, first of all, okay? Secondly, the play-in tournament will include teams seated 7 through 10 in each conference. So it has nothing to do with four games behind like last year. Not like the bubble. Teams 9 and 10 will have to win two consecutive games to earn their playoff spot. So the 7 seed will host the 8 seed in a play-in game. That'll be the 7-8 game. The winner is confirmed as the 7 seed in their conference. The loser of that game will host the winner of the 9-10 game for the 8th spot in each conference. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes. I, yes, I okay. understand. All right, good. For those that don't know, there are two conferences, East and West, so this will happen twice. <laughs> All right. So that, I just want to kind of clear up the play-in tournament details. More stuff from last week. So wait, so when you say nine and ten have to win two consecutive games, yeah, they got to. Does that mean they have to they have to play each other until somebody wins two consecutive games? Well, the nine ten plays, and then the winner of nine ten has to play again against the winner of the. Seven eight game so for the eighth win, spot. Okay, they have to so win, they have two, to win two games. Series. Okay. Yeah, it's just uh, it's like yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. 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 I understand. Sorry. No. 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 The seven and eight spots only have to win one game. Gotcha. The nine and ten guys have to win two games. Gotcha. Because they've got to win to move the nine in. ten. Yeah, they got to move in, and they've got to win the winner of that versus the eight. Yeah, they got to move into the playoffs because they're on the outside. Gotcha. That's fun. Yeah, it should like be that. fun. It's a one-time deal, though. They don't. I, I don't think the NBA wants to commit to it as like a change in the format. They want to keep their options sure. loose. I mean, they could. And this know. is this silly shit. Like, it's so hard to take this stuff seriously sometimes. But like, they're doing all this silly play-in stuff, and it's like hard to. Like it takes a minute to like remember like there's billions of dollars at stake with this shit. <laughs> and they're doing like these silly like single elimination <laughs> goofy things. And it's all fine and well and fun and games until there's like like back in the day, like this would have been great. Like I look at sports leagues as kind of a joke sometimes, you know? Like, oh, they're doing the baseball draft, like that's goofy. And it's funny, like they're the NFL draft is a bunch of guys standing around with notebooks back in the day, and they're just like, it's just a silly thing. Like it's just sports. It's goofy. It's yeah. silly. It's not that important in the grand scheme of things. But then you realize that it's like grown into this million dollar, billion dollar business, and it's like, 
It's just kind of weird. Mm. <laughs> Let's see. What else from last week? We talked last week or the week before, I don't know, about LaMarcus Aldridge going to Portland, and I thought there was no way. I think it was Josh that brought it up. He was like, I could like he, – he said that he liked LaMarcus in Portland, and I thought there was no way but because, like, LaMarcus had left on bad terms. But apparently all that shit between him and Dame has been squashed over the years. It's all been worked out. That didn't change the fact that Miami – all week last week appeared to be the front runner for Aldridge. Like that's all you saw on like mm-hmm. ESPN or whatever. And then he just goes and he signs with Brooklyn out of nowhere, <laughs> like out of left field. So Brooklyn, what do you guys make of that? Like, how, how did that happen? The rich get richer, right? <laughs> I, I I saw a comment on Reddit, and I I can't tell you who it was, but they basically said. The comment basically said, "Hey, let's go, go come to Miami. We got this great culture, and we made the finals last year, and it's going to be you know we're going to have a great playoff run." And then Katie in, in, interrupted, said, "You want a ring or not?" And Lamarcus is like, oh, God. <laughs> "I'll come to y'all." So I, you know, I just think he he hedges bets that you know you have Katie. It's Kevin Durant. I mean, that's it. He can single handedly do it do it all and then you was there a conversation about like durant was like no man i'm healthy now i'm just not playing <laughs> well right like, and then the like look happened? at james james doesn't miss shit uh-huh and Kyrie's he's basically just like he's playing the crazy game he's resting like he, we're gonna win this thing he's at his birthday party yeah do you think that has anything to do with the amari stoudemire effect in brooklyn Elaborate, please. Like uh, Amari Sotomayor is an assistant coach in Brooklyn. Oh, is he? I, I, I missed that. I know well, Steve Nash is the head coach, but you knew. I this. guess I didn't know that Amari was. I, I, you knew he was many, there. You forgot. It's fine. It's too many uh, seven seconds or less. But do you, do you think that's part of like Amari maybe talked to LaMarcus and was like, no, dude, like this the, is a good place to be. I'm a big man. I would want to be here. Anything like that. I don't know. I mean, Pat Riley's got more rings than Amari, so. Yeah. Udonis Haslam has more rings than Amari. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just reaching here. (laughs) Just asking questions. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's somebody got in LaMarcus's ear from Brooklyn. I guess it could have been KD. Brian, what do you think about this Brooklyn Aldridge deal. Makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Why? I just hate it. You're mad because you're not in Brooklyn as a fan of the Nets? Yep. Pretty much. You don't Uh, like it when these guys start teaming up at the deadline? When like 10 of them do? No. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a a lot of guys. Is there anything the league can do about it? Because it does change a lot. It's a big band. (laughs) It changes a lot. All of these free agency... Uh, like mid-season free agency with all these guys getting waived it's like a stimulus check for the league <laughs> it's like <laughs> what can you what uh, we, can the league do about it we prefer we prefer to call it relief <laughs> not stimulus well it's stimulating each roster <laughs> where these waived players are going to <laughs> it's not relieving any shit it's stimulating it no you're right uh, uh, i just uh, i hate it 
it's changing things like and, yeah. and i'm not i've never been a big fan of the buyout but maybe in the year with a pandemic and losses weighing on these franchises like waving players is becoming more popular maybe it's a one-time deal with all these waves like drummond should have never been fucking waved no um aldridge either i think he's a free agent trade that yeah don't wave right, that right or you want that if you're a losing team. You want that But I mean, maybe, contract. you know. <sighs> like, even the Gorgie Jang thing out of Memphis was weird. Like, I, I yeah. still don't know how much money the Grizzlies saved on it. I hope it was like $16 million. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't, I don't like the waving players. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. Especially when you don't even know who's going to pick them up. Like, your competitor can mm-hmm. pick them up. It's the same thing with Jeff Teague. Yeah. You traded a guy playing against him in the playoffs. Yeah, not a big fan of player waving either. It makes you sick. That's what you said. Sick to my stomach. It's just happened. It's it's happened a lot, and it's it's been you know pretty relatively big time players that have gotten waved. Yeah, bought out. Yeah, it's one thing if it's some like. Role player or bench guy. Sure. These are marquee players getting bought out. Like Andre Drummond's the big one that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And he's going to sign with, uh, Drummond's going to sign with LA. Right. It's a done deal, it looks like. He put some shit on Twitter. It was like, time to get back to work. And him in a Lakers jersey. He's going to, while LeBron and AD are out, he's going to clean up there. Hmm. AD spot, yeah. But uh, that's a crazy. But three. as soon as soon as LeBron comes back, he's gonna hate playing with Drummond. I don't know. Drummond's great defensively. Yeah. Like imagine Drummond and Marcus All coming on, like playing together on defense. Yeah. I guess I guess Drummond's gonna start. Marcus All's gonna come off the bench. Yeah. At center. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. But the Lakers went out and got um, – they went out and picked up a, another center. Uh-huh. When they already have <laughs> one of the greatest centers in the league. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Yeah, he prefers the power forward slot. Well, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> what a fucking moron he that Anthony a- Davis is. <laughs> So much better serve playing. Goddamn center. <laughs> uh, and now they have not one former all-star asshole playing center in Mark Gasol. But they've got fucking Andre Drummond, too. Gasol, did he have COVID? Is that what happened? He's been, like, trying to That's work his said. way back, right? He said, luckily, I'm not athletic, so it didn't affect me. <laughs> Right. It's like my athleticism still just the same because I never had it. <laughs> trying to, he's been trying to get his conditioning back, I feel like, for two weeks now. Maybe three. He, uh, he must have been sick. All right. Now's the part where we go to NBA news. I don't know. Like, Bron's out three, five weeks. Uh, Utah That's hit. That's pretty significant. Yeah, I guess. Bron news. Woo. Utah hit 5,600 fans on Wednesday night. I guess that was a record at the time. That's a lot of fans. Yeah, but it's a yeah, third. But you're, huh? Yeah, but you're looking at a little bit 
on the wrong side. So what in Utah, this is not me judging or saying anything ill about anybody, but a lot of Mormons in Utah and it's a fact, it's a fact. And they have a lot of children. The Mormons do. Mm-hmm. So you could have a pod of Mormons with 12 and you multiply that by a thousand, you get 10,000 people. All right. If, I'm, if my math is correct. Close enough. So, so I think that's about right. 12,000 people. So <laughs> I'm just saying they're just, you know, bringing the families in, podding them up and boosting the, the numbers. There was like two families there. Oh. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's one big bu- two two bubbles. They were I mean, all in the same family already. I got you now. Yeah. yeah. What does it matter if there's twenty thousand people there? They're all fucking related anyway. Is that what you're saying, Bo? You just, yes, that's ridiculous. You walk up, you walk up to scan your ticket, and you're like, uh, uh, yes, we'll, we're all sitting together because we're all in the same household. Well, how many of you? Uh, all of us. Everyone out here. Everyone, look behind me. <laughs> pick <laughs> Jesus <laughs> well if someone's gonna do it it's gonna be Utah now come on <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah that I'm sure that plays a role and what's what's really great especially in this cancel culture environment is that it's not racist for me to say that to say what? Stuff about white people. Oh, yeah. No, it's just like, is it bigotry? <laughs> <laughs> I think it just falls under like situational awareness. Yeah. Oh, anyway, I, I'm not going to say anything else. I mean, I could like just go on like a, never mind. A Mormon, a Catholic, and a basketball player walk into a bar. And a Muslim. And a Muslim. You got to add the Muslim in there and the Jew. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, fine. I don't have any other news. We got to move it along. Oh, uh, we we've got a NBA draft lottery date. Yeah, yeah. And an you NBA guys have draft news? date. Yeah. Is it July twenty second? The lottery is June twenty second. June twenty second. And the draft will be on July 29th. All right. So we have a hard date for both of those events. A month away. Okay. And they have, uh, there will be a combine, which I did not write the dates down for because who mm, cares? It's not important. I'm going to have to get a timeline together. It's timeline time. Time for a line of time. Time to draw out a line of events. Market, market with some time. So that puts them pretty well back on schedule for uh, October start or November start next year, huh? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. That sounds like back to normal shit. All right. Yeah, it gives them time to have a full training camp. I mean, I got to get my timeline drawn out before I can really know for sure, but <laughs> sounds like uh, time's getting back to what it was. Yeah. Just put the, I'd put the timeline on paper instead of. On the Acer. I'll probably print it out and then, like, I'll probably draw it on the laptop and then, like, print it out. There you go. And then hand write in the times. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) 
We're getting a little uh, loose over here. <laughs> Bo, I don't. I didn't look at if Minnesota won any games this week. Do you know if Minnesota oh. won any games? Like I, I saw a Saturday game versus Houston. Something happened. Let me look. I um, I think they lost both the games to Houston. Maybe they came back and won one. I think they got fucking. I know Houston. That was like Houston. Houston. <laughs> Is that right? No, the, the Houston Houston was up by like seventeen. It was their largest league since January. Um, let me go back. So we are. Yeah, the Timberwolves did beat the Rockets Friday night, and I was going to go back and watch some of it. But oh, okay. I didn't. Actually, what about Saturday? Saturday. I, f- I found Rockets a, I beat found him by twenty-two. I had to scroll to the very bottom of the I standings. Cu- I couldn't hear you, Bo. What did you say? <laughs> the Rockets lost. Oh, beat the Timberwolves by twenty-two on Saturday. Yeah, you lost to the Rockets by twenty-two. Coach Finch. Even the Grizzlies can beat the Rockets. We saw it tonight. What, Brian? <laughs> no, I was just trying to pull up the. <sighs> I had the uh, uh-huh. the standings up on my laptop screen. Uh-huh. I was trying to pull up the Timberwolf schedule. I had those on I had, my... to, I had to scroll like all the way down <laughs> to the bottom of the standings to find the Timberwolves. Right. They've been down there for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've been down at the bottom all year. Guys, I think we need to like kind of move along to the pick game. It's getting late. Let's do it. Brian said he has to go to the doctor in the morning or something. He's got to get his eye looked at. He has to get his eyes reshaped. It's true. Right, let's pick it. Pick it. Let's pick it. Let's get picking. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Jokic. I don't think we're going to do anything but the pick game and get the fuck out of here. That's what I think. We got to pick a pick a pick a pick a pick yeah, a picker. That's going to be easy, though. All right. Pick game. Pick game. Pick game. Pick game. Yeah, motherfuckers better know. <laughs> Denver versus New Orleans in New Orleans. The Big Easy Smoothie Center. Smoothie King Center. What the fuck smoothie is a King Smoothie Center. King? What? <laughs> what is a Smoothie King, dude? You ever been to a Smoothie King? I've never in my life. We got a Jamba Juice up the street from us. Think the, do you think the Smoothie King has been doing okay during the pandemic? I'm curious. I, well, I think the Smoothie King in New Orleans has got vodka or rum mixed with it, so it's all good. They keep that shit under the counter. They ain't supposed to have it. They got a liquor license? Shit. Just put a piece of paper on that straw. You're good to go. Hell no. Yeah, man. The Smoothie King ain't got no liquor license. So the Smoothie King in New Orleans is just a fucking glorified daiquiri stand with like... Is it? Except they probably use like real fruit, you know. I've never been to a smoothie king. I have no idea what's going on here. It's just a, it's just a smoothie uh, store. They got liquor. Y'all got y'all got tropical smoothie cafe in Memphis. Is it like the Dyer's Hamburgers downtown where you can get like a fucking shot of whiskey and a cheeseburger? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they just make smoothies. That's it. But oh. I think, but I think in New Orleans, I think it's kind of. I mean, you got to have some some liquor back there. Hmm. 
Well, before we get going on this, let's, let's really divert. You think Musselman's going to pull it out against Baylor tonight? God damn, I hope so. They're I'm good. rooting for him. He's coming Arkansas. back. Man. Arkansas. Arkansas. Squeal, piggy squeal. Uh, they were down. They were down ten, and now they're down. Uh, Baylor just scored again. They're down six. Wee! Wee! <laughs> <laughs> I'm my great grandfather played football for Arkansas. I'm pulling for Arkansas, even though I've got Baylor in my bracket. I don't care. Go. Go Hogs! Yeah, yeah, we're fans of Musselman. He's former Grizzlies. I'm for it. No Musselman. No, I like him. Yeah, he was yeah. a coach in Sacramento. He got a DUI or something weird. Yeah, yeah. He coached. He was the assistant here in Memphis too. No, he's a good dude. Yeah. Everything I heard, he's. I've been rooting for him. Yeah, absolutely. I like Musselman. No doubt. We got to get that Arkansas Memphis rivalry going in college hoops. It's got to happen. Champs. It's got to fucking happen. I'd rather play Arkansas every year than Tennessee. No shit. Me too. I think you're right. Yeah. I'm for it. Fayetteville's way cooler than Knoxville. Yeah, Knoxville fucking sucks. Yeah, it's just it's just too much if bullshit. You're gonna, if you're going to drive six six hours, you might as well go to Fayetteville. Am I wrong? Yeah. I mean, do, do, do we know anybody cool <laughs> that spent time in Knoxville? Nope. Hey, I can't think you know of anybody just off the I can't, top of my head. I can't uh-uh. think of anybody, but Pat would appreciate this fact. My, I have a diploma from UT Knoxville, and I never even set foot in a classroom in UT Knoxville. It was all <laughs> at the University of Memphis Health Science Center. But my, my damn diploma says Knoxville, and I'm so – Yeah, it's, it's still it, – it's not even framed. It's just put put away. Yeah, you don't, you don't – you're not going to need that for anything. It's pretty much worthless. It is. Tell me about it. You should have gone to like, I don't know, Ole Miss or something. Probably would have been better than that. (laughs) I do have a UT Health Science Center ID that's obviously expired, so I got that going for me. Gross. I don't think anybody else that gets a degree from UT Knoxville goes to class either. I mean, they just fucking wake up. (laughs) They just wake up in the morning and fucking go paint that stupid rock, right? There's. I get. I still get all these emails about Knoxville and in the uh, alumni association i'm like no nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> dude i probably know like five people that went to ut knoxville and most of them like dropped out quit party too hard moved back to memphis got arrested got raped <laughs> like all kinds of terrible things happen there it's awful it's an awful place i think i've never been <laughs> I can just imagine. They used to have a skate park there. It's an Axis skate park, I think. Oh, an indoor guy. I actually went over there and skated that park a couple times. Yeah, were there were there a bunch of fucking dudes on rollerblades? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> Those are scooters. I only went for like contests and stuff. I didn't go to just like fuck off. <laughs> That's back when Jeff was the king of the kickflip, late flip, late shove it. You know, I actually pulled one of those in that in the last contest we were there. <laughs> It's weird that, that you really said cool. that. <laughs> Dude, you had those down. That was Those were the glory days. I wish I had glory days queued up right now. All right, let's uh, I digress uh, yeah. us too far. No, where were we? Pick to, game. Like, we were just getting started. Smoothie Kings. What yeah. are these things? How do you think they treat their employees at Smoothie King? Work in Louisiana, so they don't get that they don't treat them good. I bet it's pretty fucking hilarious to work at a smoothie game. 
<laughs> Could you imagine? It's like working at an ice cream shop. Oh, I'm sorry. You, we had to remake your smoothie. My mask fell in the blender. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it just seems like total shenanigans at all times. Like, how seriously can you take <laughs> making smoothies all day? Like, I don't take... Now, <laughs> No, this mask is edible. It's all good. <laughs> Brian's losing it. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it seems like a fun job I, until you're like 40 and you're like, wait, <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> I've been having fun for 30 years at the Smoothie King. Sounds like a fun job for a teenager don't look at fucking smoothie king reviews in memphis though <laughs> i don't think it does so well here i've never even fucking seen one i don't know where it is i spent like 30 seconds researching smoothie king and then i was just like oh whatever who cares bo which broadcast did you watch i watched the denver broadcast okay i watched the new orleans broadcast Brian, I've been to I've been to more Nuggets games than I have, like in person Nuggets games than I have. I haven't even been to Pelicans game in person. So. Oh yeah, you're Pepsi Center old school. Yeah, Brian, which game did you watch? Uh, I read the ESPN.com recap. Did you watch the game? <laughs> Come on, man. You know I didn't. Let's let's be real. Uh, you were busy. I'm sure you didn't have an hour and a half to kill. It's it's tough for me to go back and. Weren't you off yesterday? It's you didn't for, even go to work yesterday. It's tough for me to go back and watch a game. Um, what? It's already with March happened, Madness on. You know what? When what the, what the game was? What Friday night? Don't give me this. It's hard to rewatch a game. Bullshit. I don't want to hear it. Don't it's unacceptable. <laughs> I do. I do better when I. I do better when I listen to the games. <laughs> You're not good listen at reading the them. Games. <laughs> No, it was a good game. And Brian, it was fun, and I'm sorry, but you missed out. I know, man. You Jokic, should, like, Jokic versus Zion. I put the game on when I'm doing my watch, and I just settle in. I got my laptop. I make some notes here and there. I just settle in, and, and I try to just enjoy it. This was an enjoyable fucking game. Sometimes it's harder than others, but this one was a fun game to watch. I watched the New Orleans broadcast. Antonio Daniels is actually really good on that former vancouver grizzly player 13 year nba career he um, was not so good on that dallas broadcast i watched the last five minutes of that he was he couldn't he didn't know who those dallas guys were but to be fair dallas was shorthanded that night but oh i liked antonio daniels he has a uh, energy and he's he's kind of like how Bo you would say brevin knight is for the grizzlies where he's just like he's just being himself i feel like yeah i, need, I maybe i need to Maybe I'll have to catch another Pelicans game and take it from that perspective. But I just know, you know, we just know Brevin, so it's it's just comfortable. Right, right, right. I've, I like I like the Antonio Daniels. He's good. Let's see. Last Sunday, the Pelicans beat Denver. Could this be a revenge game for Denver? Lonzo Ball was out for this game. There was a bunch of people out because of trades or whatever, but. That stuff, I mean, I didn't outline every single fucking player. Sorry. 
Aaron Gordon obviously did not play for the Nuggets. Right. The new guys didn't play. Pelicans didn't have J.J. Redick. Yeah. I don't think it mattered. This game was good. Right away in the game. Right away. Zion hits a three. He's out here making threes. I didn't know it at the time, but that would be Zion's only three he made in the game. But there was like a crazy sequence in the first quarter of the game, and I, I, I can't explain this. I've never really seen a player dominate like this. Like Zion, this was his game. When he was on the court, he did whatever the hell he wanted. He hits that three. Next time he had the ball, he floated one in from damn near the free throw line with a finger roll. The next time he got the ball, he's in the post. He gets an easy two in the paint. The next time he has the ball, he slammed this huge two-handed yam down the middle. All of this was in the first four minutes of the game. Like, what a start. It's a great start. The Pelicans were up nine by this point. 17-9. Brandon Ingram's playing well. It's like three of three from the field at this point. Of course, Denver makes a run to get back in the game. Zion hits the bench. Jackson Hayes of the Pelicans said during the game that other defenses are so concerned with Zion that it opens things up. It makes it so much easier for the rest of the players on the court for the Pelicans, which is what you would expect, right? But, it, Bo, check me if I'm wrong, but is this the first Pelicans game we've covered? I think it is because I have been wanting to cover one, and, and this was yeah, the first one that kind of lined up with what we were looking like game wise and schedule wise day, like day of the week wise yeah impressions like i'll pause for a second and and i'd like to know My, what your impressions of the game your first thoughts anything like what were your impressions of this game um just zion just he yeah he just like just a just going at the rim Guys were kind of stepping out of the way. They didn't want to early in the first quarter. Like they did not even want to foul him. They just knew he was going to finish. Uh, it, it's, he takes a lot of abuse. I don't know if you can foul him. He probably, well, and then it's like Shaq. and he does all these like weird. Like he's like Shaq, but then he does all these like wind, like mid air windmills where and then he just finishes. It's crazy. It's not only that it, elite like athleticism is which I think you're explaining, but it also is. He's so quick. He is so fast. That first step, and it doesn't look right because he's so big. It just makes no fucking sense. Yeah, how does a how does a man that big? He's so fast. Float. It's like watching a. It's like watching a fucking chest freezer fly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like a refrigerator <laughs> yeah. flying through the lane. <laughs> he honestly does have like great hang time. Like the finger roll he had, I swear it looked like it was from the free throw line. So it's it's like basically all we're seeing is Zion. I felt like the whole fucking game. I was having a great time watching it though. Well, he was. I mean, his, he finished sixteen for nineteen. Mm-hmm. That's like, absurd. I why why wouldn't he just shoot take every shot? Like the Pelicans took seventy eight shots. Why doesn't he take sixty of them? Like how many did he take? 
19. 39 points on 19 shots. How many minutes did he play? 39. That's a lot of minutes. That's more than John Morant plays, typically. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How about that? They only played the Stan Van Gundy only played eight guys that that game. And Jackson Hayes was one and only played seven minutes. He played his starters big minutes. Not surprised. We had Lonzo out, but uh-huh. I don't uh I don't usually condone flopping of any kind, okay? But Zion is so strong going to the basket. I think the only way to slow him down is guys are going to have to start flopping when he starts barreling in the lane. Like he does use his hands to push off a lot, like his strength and muscle to like get people just the fuck off of him when he's going in the mm-hmm. lane. I think that's like don't that that might be the only way to stop him. I don't see any other way. Like just start flailing just about. Hit the fucking deck. <laughs> when you see him when you see him coming and he touches you, you just I don't condone flopping, but that like I watched it over and over and over in this game. Him when he gets a full head of steam in that first step, it's unstoppable. He was rolling in the first quarter. What he had? He had fifteen of the Pelicans thirty three first quarter points. It's a hell of a start. At this point in the game, I remember thinking, every time I see New Orleans as an underdog, I'm betting on them. Because they were just beating the shit out of Denver. And this is 100% based on Zion. He's just ridiculous. This is a complete 180 from how you felt like two weeks ago. About Zion? <laughs> About New Orleans. About New Orleans, I know, right? Like I, I needed to watch it. I needed to see it. Mm-hmm. Not just see box scores. What did I say last week? I said New Orleans was out, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the playoffs. That's tough. If Zion's going to be doing this, but is Zion enough? Is he enough on that team for them to win in the playoffs now? I kind of stand by that. But them as an underdog, like if they're plus eight in a game, I don't know. I bet on them. Well, they traded away their best shooter. Get their best shooter that wasn't was he having a good year? No, he wasn't even like he was banged up and not hurting. Yeah. Like he wasn't even playing. I don't know if I take New Orleans seriously as a playoff contender. I kind of put them on the same level as Memphis, where it's just like, oh maybe. Shit. Who knows? I think there's better teams than New Orleans. I think there's in the West, I think there's better teams than the Grizzlies in the West. But Zion, like I'll, I'll bet on him to be great for a long time. I mean, Zion can. He, you think he can win? You, he can win you one game to get into the playoffs. Maybe don't count on him win a series, but yeah, because they'll probably be in that ten range. They're at twelve right now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and who would they have to plenty, beat out? Plenty of season left. I mean, yeah, is Zion going to get calls over anybody in the Grizzlies? Yes. I could see him jumping the Grizz. Could I see them jumping the Spurs or the Mavs? Mm, I'm more hesitant to say that. Even the Warriors. 
I'm hesitant to say that the Pelicans can beat the Warriors. They're certainly not on the Trailblazers level. A healthy Blazers team, no way. I agree. <laughs> oh? <laughs> yeah, they're not. Oh. Tra- no. Blazers? No. 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 Pelicans, Blazers, different levels. Grizzlies? I think, uh, yeah, I think the Pelicans probably could jump the Grizz. Now, if you're looking at the standings, you're seeing the Pelicans at 12, the Grizzlies at 9, but the difference is only two games. Still close. Kings, I don't see them. They're an 11. I don't see that sticking. I think the Pelicans move up. And even if it does, even if the I'll tell you what, I think it's like Spurs 8, okay, or Mavs 8. And then it's the play-in teams are probably 9 and 10 will be Pelicans Warriors. That's what I think. Grizzlies have a tough schedule coming up, and they're not brutal, fully healthy. The Grizzlies play 17 games in April, and I think they lose 14 of them. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It's brutal. Is that revised after tonight's win? After no, tonight was a win, <laughs> counted, and it's not April yet. <laughs> but oh yeah, <laughs> they're April games. <laughs> not looking good. It's April later this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and what the fuck is Bally Sports? What is this? Fox is changing Bally, Bally. Bally Total Fitness is a gym. And then, yeah. So so they're just like a sponsor? Yeah, it's instead of Fox Sports. There's like been weird TV deal stuff going on. And so Bally, oh. I don't know what Bally, they're, what they are now, but yes. It's some weird shit. I don't know. So it's like a sponsor? It's not like a new sports, like broadcasting company, Bally. Does anybody know? No, I saw that. I, I, I like, paid it no mind. I did not. Uh, I feel like it's kind of important, and I have no idea what it is. Brian's on it. Bally Sports is an upcoming group of regional sports networks in the United States owned by Diamond Sports Group, a joint venture company of the Sinclair Broadcast Group and Entertainment Studios. Due to launch on March 31st, 2021, the networks will carry regional broadcasts of sporting events from various professional, collegiate, and high school sports teams. It's a brand new sports network. I guess they'll still have the league pass stuff. Getting up in the game. Yeah, they're linked with Sinclair. Who uh, fucking sucks? Hmm. <clears throat> they uh, Sinclair. What is, is a, Sinclair? Sinclair is a partner of uh, Marquee Sports Network. What is Marquee which, Sports Network? Uh, is the uh, <laughs> new regional sports network that's carrying our Chicago Cubs? Oh, your Chicago Cubs. And they own uh, <laughs> they own a bunch of uh, local news stations in different different cities, different regions. Oh, they're basically like a huge monopoly. Oh, so it's like succession. And they're yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all you had to say. Yeah, and they're all they're fucking <laughs> right wing assholes. Bore on the floor. Yes. It's belly time. Money wins. All right. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. 
because I was really curious what the fuck was going on. All right, so it's just it's just like a money deal. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a profit deal. Back to the game then. Denver in this game, they're hanging around, okay? I don't want to look I don't want it to sound like New Orleans just like blowing them out. But New Orleans is playing pretty solid defense. Nothing for Denver looks easy out there. New Orleans is feisty in the first half. Antonio Daniels at one point confirmed kind of what I was thinking about the trade deadline and that Denver and Chicago won the trade deadline. That was his takeaway, meaning that those two teams absolutely got better for winning now. That was pretty much his stance on it, which I couldn't agree with more. Let's see. At the halftime, it was Pelicans 63-54. Zion's just out there playing fucking basketball, man. But like I said earlier, obviously he's strong, but what really surprises me is his quickness, his first step, how responsive he is to in-game action and how quick he can respond to his defenders. He seems to have really great instincts for the game. And I'm not just trying to sit here and like blow Zion's fucking horn all night. I'm not. But it was so obvious to me that he was like the best guy on the fucking court, man. Like, yes, Jokic is talented and he's very good. But the way Zion was playing, I mean, let's check the box scores. But Zion's efficiency and his his value on the for New Orleans it just seemed so much more important to his team. Bo, you watched the game. I did. Were you seeing what I was seeing? It seemed like every time Zion touched the ball, he was making something happen that oh yeah I'm, seemed well, unbelievable. Yeah, and then you'd have Ingram, you'd have Ingram touch it, do something with the ball, and you're like, well, this is maybe gonna right. You'd, you'd almost say, well, it's this this is gonna work half the time versus Zion working. 85% of the time. It was like watching something that you couldn't um, believe you were seeing. And then the, the Ingram's good. Yeah. But he's not as good as Zion. <laughs> Ingram is good. Like I said, why didn't they took what 70-something shots. Why didn't Zion take all of them? Uh-huh. Yeah, Jeff, you said Zion, his first, you said his first basket of the game was a three-pointer. And it was the only one he hit. It's the only one he took. Yeah. Little did we know. It would be the only three of the game. It was like they they sagged off of him on defense and dared him to shoot it. And he was like, I'll shoot it. He stuck it on I don't him. have to do this shit at all, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> yeah, he stuck it on him. Try me. And then the, the like he just had this run of plays where he was just dominating. He was taking what the defense was giving him, and he was very efficient. The one thing that I like about Zion is he's not really out there acting like a tough guy. Like, I used to see Giannis doing this shit a lot. He'd make all those faces and, like, giving the tough guy act. Zion, he, he ain't doing that. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. He doesn't try to, like, intimidate anybody. Usually he's out there smiling and laughing at his competition. He does come across as a pretty 
chill guy. Right. That's kind of a giveaway that he really is tough. <laughs> and he kind of is the real deal when it comes to toughness. He doesn't have to try to prove it to anybody. Like he's, he's he, I feel like he's just kind of like laughing at everybody. Dude. Yeah, he's not out there like Kevin Garnett. <laughs> right. Yelling and doing all that crazy shit. Like he's not that guy. The 10 spot in the standings makes the playoffs, man. Makes the playoff play in. I think it's I think it's yeah the Pels. The Nuggets made their run in the third, made it a two point game about halfway through the third. It was Jokic, it was Porter Jr. And again, back to Zion. Just being so quick, it looks like he can score whenever the fuck he wants. Like uh go out, spend all of your stimulus cash. Buy Zion top shots. Buy them now. Buy them in multiples. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get in on that top shot drop tonight? I got one. Top shot? The pre-order? Yeah, the pre-order. I the guess pre- we'll get it in like three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It took. I had to go through the line twice, dude. It probably took like eight hours. Did you look at your, my buddy Weber said that something about Dapper was, some people ended up with $250 in their Dapper account. I I wasn't using that. I was paying, I pay with a credit card. Oh no, check your Dapper balance when you have a second. I I will. See if if there's anything weird in there. I checked my credit card and I didn't have uh, transactions, but I tried to, the first time I went through the line, I tried to buy one like I don't know, fifteen times, and it kept getting mm-hmm. rejected for I God knows what fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And my credit card like shut down transactions to that website. Oh wow! So then I go through the line all over again. It's like two hundred thousand people or something, <laughs> and like I'm doing so much other shit throughout the day. It's just in my pocket on my phone, like going through it. And um, I get all the way through and I go to buy it. And my credit card is like, they're like, your credit card has been declined. It's not working with us probably ever again. (laughs) So I had to like go get like my emergency credit card out of like my safety deposit box. (laughs) (laughs) And... I had to like activate this brand new credit card that's for emergencies just to buy a top shot. It's like, this is supposed to be for emergencies, but this is, this is an emergency. Pretty much an emergency. Sounds like a cautionary tale. (laughs) It was $9. (laughs) I guess I had worn out my welcome with that website and with that credit card. Oh, it's, that is now your top shot credit card. Top shot credit card. You know how much top shots I can buy on that credit card, Bo? A lot. I buy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that credit card has a $20,000 limit. <laughs> Man, you could turn one top shot into, I don't even know the, what, with interest. The market's down. If if you can afford the interest for six months and wait for the market to come back up, you could probably, probably turn a profit. But you're assuming the market comes back up. It's a lot of risk. I'm not going to yeah, do I'm, it. I'm not a uh, give the credit card company any interest kind of guy. No, me neither. 
Use it, get the rewards, pay it. Maybe let's get back to the game a little bit, huh? Yeah, let's do it. So maybe it was because I was watching the New Orleans broadcast. Maybe it's because New Orleans was winning. But I was really excited watching the Pelicans. It was fun. And I was kind of thinking maybe I should rewatch the third quarter with a Denver broadcast, but I did not. Mm. Nah, man, this game was just fun. I think we made a good pick game of the week. That was very good. Yeah. Motherfuckers better know. You enjoyed the game with the Denver broadcast. It was great. It was an awesome game. Yeah. What was it? Two minutes left in the third. Jokic hit that three to take the lead. It was 83-80. Yeah, and, and then he was getting easy, easy buckets in the paint in the third quarter. He's And at the five-minute mark, he saved that ball out of bounds. And then he had that like good quarterback-style pass to Millsap for a three. Jokic is just like, man. Mm-hmm. He's good. Jokic good. Yeah, Zion wasn't quitting either, though. He came back in the game. Early in the fourth, the game was tied. It was anybody's game or whatever. I don't know with Zion, but he's almost like the athleticism and quickness of 18-year-old Braun mixed with like the size of Braun now. And then he's got like these super long arms too. Man. Like his arms are really long. <laughs> like he's like the, the fucking complete basketball player package, man. I think it's just because I haven't spent a lot of time watching him this season. Like the dude gets a rebound and he can bring the ball up the court with like plenty of speed. He can push the tempo. Like what the fuck on earth, Brian? Who is this guy? He's a freak, man. He missed two shots, had 31 points with like 10 minutes left in the game. (laughs) Josh Hart for New Orleans. He was kind of being like a glue guy for them. He seems like a, Josh Hart seems like a very confident player that doesn't need the ball or need to score much to know his value and impact in the game. He knows his worth. He knows his role and likely knows about thinking about the bigger picture. I think Josh Hart's a great, piece on that pelicans team he had uh 10 points eight rebounds two assists a seal and a block hey, he's like a glue guy yeah i love it josh hart solid solid rotation player for new orleans bo you got anything else on the game i think i feel like you've said like five words um i talked about my mike malone thing earlier in the podcast there was a moment in the game when Murray hit a three and you kind of see this Murray Jokic two two man thing, two man game thing going. Yeah. Where either, you know, Jokic would call for the ball, but Murray would make some kind of crazy play and make a basket. And Jokic was fine with that. Mm-hmm. And it made me think after since we've watched a couple Blazers games this year, what would what would Dame and Jokic look like on the same team? That would be crazy. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Murray's good, but he's no Dame Lillard. I, I just is a random watching a basketball game thought I had that, damn, if you had Dame Lillard and Jokic going on the same team, it would be something else. Trying to picture it. Well, you remember in the in the All Star game, there was kind of some, there was some Jokic Curry action going on. Jokic Curry. It was a lot of fun. I didn't watch that, but I can I can envision it. 
they seemed like they were having a lot of fun. Jokic is so loose, and so is Curry. I don't know yeah. if Dame's like a really loose guy like that. Curry and Jokic probably fucking pair together really well. Oh, they'd, yeah. have, they'd have a fucking blast together. Yeah. Dame? Dame would make it work. You know, he he would. would make it work. He can play with anybody. I, I mean, I, as long as Dame's winning, he didn't give a shit, you know? Yeah. I, I, see, I feel like uh, they would be trying to get Dame open for shots, feeding the ball through Jokic. Yeah, it would be a lot. Like Dame, like like give the ball to Jokic and and then running like let the whatever paint, screens let the collapse and whatever screens like whatever the fucking play is to get it's, it's to get Dame open for a pass from Jokic. <laughs> I feel like that would be a lot. Yeah, well, what would it Jokic look like? would average like sixteen assists a game, <laughs> right? Because Dame <laughs> hits all his shots, <laughs> especially if CJ was on the team too. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a big three, huh? See if you can uh Bo fire up the trade machine. <laughs> Too late, man. <laughs> see deadline see is what passed. that would, nah, I mean, you know, I just want to see what it would cost. <laughs> How many players? Well, it's interesting that you say Jokic and Dame because they got Nurkic from Denver. They did, yeah. Mm-hmm. They didn't and get Jokic. Denver made the right choice, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Right. Denver went with their Jokic feature. Hmm. But Nurkic, I mean, yeah, no, he's not as skilled as Jokic, obviously, but he's kind of on that level. He's, he can pass. He's a, I mean, he's a great, he's, a he's a great traditional big man. I feel like he's got some passing. He's got some yeah. finesse game. Yeah, Nurkic. They got like the low budget version. Sure, <laughs> I compare him. Yeah. I'd compare him more to to Valanciunas. Huh? I compare him to. I compare him to fucking Pau Gasol. Here's an interesting <laughs> stat as I was uh, looking over the box score. What? How many free throws do you guys think that uh, Jokic took in this game? Don't look. Very few. Don't look. Well, the team shot like seven. He took zero. Zero. Interesting. Is that because he couldn't get in the fucking paint against Steven Adams and Zion? <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Adams is the other guy, you know, the other big guy in New Orleans. He's a solid, fundamental big man. I remember at the beginning of the season when that deal went down and New Orleans got Stephen Adams. It's like, seems like a good pairing, a good front court, Sion and Adams. Yeah. yeah. I think it's been working. Sure. All right. I think it's been working okay. Whoa, what else? What else you got? The Nuggets the Nuggets were not they just they weren't stressed out. They were they were happy playing from behind. Mm-hmm. And they just looked confident like we got this. Let's keep let's keep rolling. Even though Nola was the Pelicans were up, I felt like they looked over match and they were prone to mistakes. Mm-hmm. I just think the the Nuggets are look like a team that went to the Western Conference Finals and the Pelicans are a team that or behind the Grizzlies in the standings. I think Brandon Ingram is a good fit alongside Zion, but maybe he's not. I, I suppose I'd be questioning that. I think he is. He's a valuable wing player. Denver's just been there, done that. They're good, man. Yeah. I feel like uh, New Orleans is kind of figuring shit out as they go. Zion, this is like 
basically Zion's first year. I mean, really. He didn't play very many games last year. And then it was all that COVID pandemic stuff. It was like, was anything fucking normal? You say that Denver looked calm and relaxed, and maybe they did. But I saw Jokic looking a little frustrated in the fourth quarter down by 10 points with seven minutes left. He was like shaking his head at his teammates. He looked disappointed in their defense. But they got it together, and part of that is probably them keeping their cool. With like three minutes left in the game, New Orleans was only up two points. And that's when you saw Jokic hit another three, and Denver goes up by one. Zion scores the next possession. Pels go up one. The game is just heavy hitters going back and forth from here. It's a great game. Huge bucket after huge bucket. Jokic with a couple slow-mo moves, and they're up three with like a minute left. Did you see those? Uh, He was like doing slow-mo shit out there, Jokic. He's always kind of slow-moing, but yeah. (laughs) That's pretty impressive finishes by the major players of each team. I'm going to say something a little controversial right now. I got Brian's attention. Zion is better than John Morant. Any thoughts? <laughs> I mean, right now you can't really argue that. I think he's better. I think he's a better player. You think that uh, he was uh, properly selected ahead of John Morant in the NBA draft? Yeah, John Morant might have been selected too high. Oh. Oh, easy. Oh, so are you are you suggesting that R.J. Barrett is better than John Morant? That's a tough call. I think those guys are on the same playing field right now because we're we're about to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Uh, I'm coming over to the table. <laughs> I'm coming over. Coming right at you. <laughs> No, I I believe it. Bo, what do you think? Do you think if Zion's going to shoot a thousand percent every game? Yeah, he's better than Ja. Yeah, I'm basing this off of one game, but not really. I mean, these efficiency stats are well known in the league. If Zion's available, I'd say he's better than Ja when Ja's available. Yeah, he's shooting. Fucking 62%, 63% from the field for the year on 26 points. It's insane. He's never going to win. Absolutely insane. He's never going to win most improved player of the year. He's already there. And until next year when he averages 38 points on 75% shooting or something crazy. It's like you were saying, at what point does he take 40 shots a game? You said he took, what, 19? Yeah. Yeah. Zebo would get 40 shots a night. At what point he's, does that happen for Zion? I mean, for the year right now, he's shooting 16 field goals a game and making 10 of them. Yeah, That's insane. It's something special. And obviously, health is the big question mark because people like like to speculate that it just, just can't sustain. He can't continue to play at his size the way he plays. But his health ain't shown me shit that 
but that he's fucking amazing. Maybe what I said isn't that controversial. But in Memphis, it sure is. We'll see. Nuggets were up three with like 20 seconds left in the game, and I was thinking, wait, I thought New Orleans wins this game. Nope. (laughs) The Pelicans burned too much clock with like 10 seconds left in the game, and Denver forced a shot clock violation. It was good defense. There's fouls. There's free throws. The Nuggets pull this one out, 113-108. That's the pick game. Is there anything you wanted to add, anybody, before we go on to the next? No, I hate that I missed it. Get the fuck out of here thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is a fun game to watch, man. I I really enjoyed it. I fucked up. Say you don't like rewatching games. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) I don't like watching games. I know what happens. You didn't know what happened. Because what happens... Is what happens in the game. Brian is vaping like an insane person right now. I don't know what's going on with him. (laughs) I got I got to step ahead and I'm pouring over the uh, this week's schedule. Yes, week's pit game. Excellent. I'm going to pass on the Grizzlies this week. We need to get out of here. Agreed. Yeah, I got to go to bed. Yeah, I mean they went 500. So yeah. One quick note on the Grizzlies. Let's get out of here. All right, guys. What do you say? It's getting late. We've all got shit to do tomorrow. Back to reality. Let's go ahead and pick a game for next week and get out of here. Week 15 in the NBA. I got three. That's it. Let's hear them. Wednesday and Friday games. Wednesday, Miami at Indiana. Five-star game. We've never done a five-star game. It's a five-star game. That's a five-star game. I have five stars. Oladipo revenge. Four and a half. And we, <laughs> talk, and we talked last week about wanting to see Karis LeVert. I guarantee you that you have picked the same three games that I have. Yeah, maybe. And that's the best game out of the lot. Probably not. All right, go ahead. All right. Don't look. I'm not. We're, we're across the table. <laughs> Don't look at mine. Don't call, don't make me come over there. Don't look at mine. All right, Bo, you got any picks? You want to? No, go I'm here mine? to. Li- I'm here to listen to y'all. All right, fine. Friday, Minnesota at Memphis because of the Minnesota Memphis connection. Is that oh. one of yours, Brian? It was not, but that's a good selection. Two stars, boring game. One and a half. Fuck, I can't watch the Timberwolves game. Uh, the last one I have is Chicago at Utah. Friday. Friday. Four-star game. Four-star game. I want to see Chicago I, with Vooch. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's a good – yeah, versus Utah. So, and see I, Utah just run them out of the gym. Can always watch Utah. I can always watch Utah, and I want to see the new Chicago Bulls. So – and I want to see how they stack up against, uh, let's say, the best team in the West right now. It's fair. Fair. Yeah. I have another selection. Yes. This is also a Wednesday night game. Wednesday. 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Chicago at Phoenix. For the same reasons we had Chicago at Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to see Chicago play. We want to see Vooch and Zach Levine mixing it up in the pick and roll. We want to see Daniel Tice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then it's against it's at Phoenix, which is uh, I believe is still the second best team in the West. 
So, yeah, Utah and Phoenix are pretty interchangeable here the way I see it. That's the only common denominator here. Like, Chicago is right. a common denominator. Right. The only difference is playing Utah and Phoenix. Either way, they're playing a top Western Conference team. Yeah. Those are, that's, like, that could go either way. I want to see Chicago this week, but I love that Miami Pacers game. Right. I love it. Right. You've got Oladipo back in Indy. You've got a healthy Karis Levert. You got Sabonis. You got Jimmy Butts. Mm-hmm. Oladipo. You got facing Indiana. That's right. <laughs> I think that's it. And it's East on East action. Mm-hmm. Or the other ones like Chicago playing against Phoenix or Utah is like And I know this is important to you, Jeff. It's not a nationally televised game. Yeah. Let's do my let's do Miami, Indiana. Bo, where are you? I'm right here. Oh, okay. You okay with this? Yeah, let's do it. Miami, Indiana? Yeah. Oladipo revenge game. Oladipo revenge game. Sure. I guess. I look at it as two really fundamentally sound teams going at it. Like, well-built, solid teams. We wanted to do an indie game. We'll look out for a Chicago game going forward. Definitely. That will be a pick game very soon. Chicago soon. Yeah, these are. this is the eight and nine seeds currently in the Eastern Conference facing off. They have... Yeah, they're separated by... Miami has two more wins than Indiana right now. They have the same amount of losses. Very good. Very good. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. This is fun. This is going to be a good one. I think that's a statement game. I think both teams come to play. All right. What's next week? Fucking April Fool's Day and Easter? Hell yeah. Is that on the same day? <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> Is there anything anybody wants to do before they get before we go? Anything? I want to give a shout out to the. Uh, you want some free time? National Invitational Tournament champion, Memphis Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Nit champs. Hey, if you're gonna go ahead and play, go ahead and win. Go ahead and win. I feel like they finally they finally figured some stuff out. They pulled it together. Good for the Tigers, man. Hey, that's a good, like, building block. That's something they can build on. A lot of experience winning the NIT. It's a step in a positive direction for the Tigers. All these penny haters can shut the fuck up now, maybe, and sit back and enjoy the show. There's only uh, there's only two opportunities to end your season with a win, and that is by winning the NCAA <laughs> tournament or... <laughs> by winning the NIT. I love it. So, pop, or getting roll, nothing in winning your last game, right? Rolling into the offseason uh, in a good mood. Yeah. Spring in the step. Yeah, man. You know? I think it's definitely a step in the right direction. And all these penny haters, man, y'all just need to take it easy on them, man. I, I don't think it's warranted. I don't think it's fair. They definitely showed that they can be... Better than what people expected. A slow start to the season, right? Yeah, I mean they had a tough season. They had two two stoppages due to COVID. One was because of a team that, yeah, uh, an opposing team. One was because of us. 
They showed uh, some grit. The re- the recruiting didn't work out the way we thought it was going to. Yeah. Dealt with some injuries. You know. They showed Penny some grit. And he dealt with a lot of criticism. I mean, justified mm-hmm. at some points. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they ended, like, this, like I said, they ended the season positively with a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't sulk. Went through a lot to get there. No, um, just went out you know, but for a diamond to shine, it must first be cut. Oh. All right. <laughs> I think that's the show, folks. Thank you, Bo. Yeah. As always, for joining me. And Brian, thanks for coming in studio, man. This was fun. It's good to have you back. I'm I'm ready to come back, man. Fully vaxxed. Let's go. All right. Spit in my mouth. We'll see what we can do to next week. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Spit in my mouth. What's wrong with him? You've had enough. It's time to go home. How dare you? <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Happy Holly, the festival of spring, the festival of colors. That's a Nepali. Uh, happy Holly is a Nepali thing. Yeah. Happy Holly. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers.